Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And thank you so much for listening to us today. Thank you for making the Jersey Educator your home for professional development. This is the podcast for NJEA members by NJEA members. And Jim, we have a great show today. Tell us who's going to be on. Sure, Jeff. Uh, So we have two public charter school uh, members, two public charter school employees from the Teaneck Community Charter in Bergen County. We have Jamie Valenti, who is uh, a music teacher there, and he's also the local association president. He'll be giving us a little bit of background about uh, public charter schools and uh, about his school and the program there. And then uh, on the show will be his colleague, Willis Dunbar, a fifth and sixth grade teacher. Uh, He's here to share uh, his mentoring program called JUMP, which is just having uh, tremendous results with with the school community. Wait wait a minute, Jim. I thought you had said charter schools. This is is the Jersey Educator podcast all about public education. What are we doing today talking about charter schools? Jeff, uh, good question. So uh, we have... Uh, NJA has uh, members in, um, uh, you know, uh, maybe a dozen public charter schools across the state. And Jamie and Willis are are two of them. And uh, actually, Jamie, being the local association president there, is going to dive into uh, more about that topic. I'm certainly interested in hearing that interview. But first, there's a few things that are happening in the NJEA. Tell us a little bit about some of the calendar events coming up. Sure, Jeff. So um, so we have a couple early career member networking events coming up. One is on June 15th, sponsored by the Burlington County Education Association and the Mercer County Education Association at the Trenton Thunder Ballpark. Um, it's going to be an event for early career members. You can learn more on our website, njea.org slash early career members on the events page and go ahead and register for that if you live in Burlington or Mercer counties. And then uh, the next day, June 16th, uh, the early career members from the central counties in the state are getting together in Asbury Park at a place called Porta Pizza Bar and Grill um, just to socialize, to meet their peers, to network, to build their um, to build their support networks. Uh, that event is on June 15, 16th, and you can learn more about that uh, same place, njea.org slash early career members on the events page. Now, Jim, I think it's about time that we let our listeners in on a little surprise here. Uh, many people know me from doing the TeacherCast show and the TeacherCast.net uh, broadcasting network, and they might have seen some of the things that we've been doing at the TeacherCast booth for the last couple of years at the Teachers Convention in Atlantic City. But Jim, this year we have a we have a surprise, don't we? Tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening this year at the convention. Sure, Jeff. So uh, at this year's convention, uh, we will be uh, running the Jersey Educator podcast on Thursday, November 10th. Uh, at the um, at the at the uh, teacher cast booth uh, where you are, um, I'll be swinging by from eleven to one, and we're going to have um, we're trying to line up all sorts of great guests uh, for our listeners. So if you want to see us in action, uh, mark your calendars now, and we'll be going for those uh, two hours from eleven to one. Jim, I understand that you're going to be doing an autograph booth there. Is that true? <laughs> no, that is, Jeff. That is the farthest thing from the truth no <laughs> you know it's, it's a lot of people are saying this is our 11th show 
And a lot of times I hear people talking about podcasting and technology and how do we get into all this and how do we keep together. I, I wanted to kind of segment quickly into our tech tip. Jim, are you familiar with something called Google Keep? Jeff, every show you bring up some new Google product I've never heard of and uh, never heard of Google Keep. No. I got to tell you, one of the things that I love doing is going into teachers' rooms and teaching them a little bit about classroom efficiency. You know, I, 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 my title is technology integration specialist, but I really like using the term technology inclusion specialist. And, and a lot of that has to do with just not only knowing the technology, but being able to effectively be efficient. You know, a lot of people say, what if, what if I could give you an extra 10 minutes, an extra half an hour in the day? I got to tell you, Google Keep is absolutely one of my best friends. Think of it as Google Post-it notes where you can create notes not only with words jim but you can do voice you can do drawings you can share google keep back and forth with other people if you are in a position where you're working collaboratively it's it's almost like docs light but i i really don't want to call it that but um you know it, it's it's a great way google keep you can find it over at keep.google.com we of course have some great resources over on teachercast.net you can check that stuff out but jim i i i gotta tell you google keep has been one of my absolute best friends in the technology world and uh you know where i heard something about that i heard about that at a great conference a few years ago called edtech nj and did you know that edtech nj is actually going to be coming up soon um on the 4th of june uh 2016 edtech nj at john adams middle school from edison new jersey um definitely a great conference i actually had a chance to keynote that a few years ago had a great time with that um so check out edtech nj on june the 4th and if you can't make that on the 2nd of august um is the end NJAET Summer Tech Splash in Allentown, New Jersey, just off of Route 195. Um, lots of great stuff here as we're going into the summertime. Jim, you have a, a few things that you're looking forward to over the summertime. What are you looking forward to um, during those months where all the teachers get a chance to go crazy and go wild? Jeff, I'm looking forward to more Jersey Educator uh, podcasts with you. Uh, we have a full schedule going through um through august so uh it's going to be a lot of fun you know what one of, one of the things i'm looking forward to is watching the statistics and seeing how many of our njea brethren and sisterin are downloading our show did you know that you can find our our podcast here on itunes and on google play Yep, and it's it's also on Stitcher, isn't it? It's absolutely on Stitcher. There's a few ways that you can check it out. Of course, you can search for Jersey Educator Podcast, and if you can't find it there, then you can, of course, always search for TeacherCast. I throw it into that feed as well, so you can get a lot of stuff. So check that out. Of course, the links are over on NJEA's Early Career Member. And Jim, if people want to get a hold of us here on the show, what is that email that they can reach out to us? Jeff, that's uh, podcast at njea.org. Jim, we have two members today from the Teaneck Community Charter Education Association today talking all about what public charter schools are. Our first guest today is Jamie Valente. Jamie, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Jamie Valente. I'm the Director of Performing Arts at the Teaneck Community Charter School, as well as the President of the Teaneck Community Charter Education Association. Wow. And how long have you been an active member of your association? Uh, since the association formed three years ago. 
Very cool. How does it feel to uh, be in charge of a performing arts um, uh, organization such as that? It's great. We have a lot of buy-in from our parents and our students. Administration is very supportive. So it's a nice change from a lot of schools where the arts are being cut to be in a school where the arts are being promoted. Nice. And, and you know, people look at the word charter school and, and they're not quite sure what to think these days. What, uh, what kind of an organization or what kind of a school are you in and, and how does it differ? How might it differ from other charter schools? Uh, we are a public charter school in Teaneck, New Jersey, that all of our admissions come through student lottery. A person who wants to take a spot in our school has to enter lottery each May. Numbers are drawn and any student in Teaneck is eligible to attend as well as surrounding areas once our Teaneck options have been exhausted. One of the big changes uh, that we have at our school versus some of the other charters in the state is that our board of trustees is made up exclusively of elected parents. We are not run by a charter management organization, as uh, many of the charters in the state are. We are actually run by members of our community and teachers. And talk to us a little bit about that lottery. What do, uh, how does it work? Uh, the lottery, any person in TNET can apply to be a part of our lottery. They have to bring in proof of residency, and then they are actually assigned a number to go along with their application. And on a given date, the lottery is drawn for our incoming kindergartners, as well as all the other grades that may have openings. And it's pulled much like the lottery you would see on TV. Uh, we sit at the front of the room and pull numbered balls out of a cage and If your number comes up, you're offered one of the available spots. And if you come up after all of our spots have been filled, you are put on our wait list. And is that a tuition-based opportunity or is that a non-tuition-based opportunity for the parents? It is a completely non-tuition-based opportunity. We are a public school offering a free public education to all the students that we serve. Jamie, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, Jamie, I I think a lot of our listeners will be surprised to hear that uh, your charter school and you um, are made up of uh, NJEA members, correct? Yes, we are, Jim. Three years ago, uh, we started our affiliations process, and we are actually in the uh, final stages of receiving our first collectively bargained agreement as NJEA members. So, so Jamie, um, you, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, your school is, is a public charter school. And of course, uh, the employees there, how do they, what are some key similarities to um, our public school employees in other places? You know, for example, are you a member of the same pension system and uh, things like that? We are. We do pay into the same pension system as all of the other New Jersey teachers. Uh, Our teachers are fully certified as they would be in any other traditional district. Uh, We have teachers that run the gamut from BAs to MA plus 32s. And uh, we have brand new teachers this year up to people who have almost 30 years of experience in the classroom. We represent the same grouping that many of the traditional publics would represent in the fact that We are certified covering all the areas, including specials. We have fully uh, employed music, art, Spanish, and gym, as well as health and special ed services that you would find in traditional public school. 
Jamie, that that's really um, interesting, uh, interesting stuff there. And Jamie, you you would know better than me, being a, a local association president of a public charter uh, school. You essentially stepped in where there was no union uh, support, no association support. Um, so why is it important that we that NJA connect with our public charter educators and try to unionize them? First and foremost, it's important that NJA reaches out to the public charters because these are New Jersey's public school teachers, whether it's a charter being run by community members as mine is, or if it's a charter being run by a charter management organization, the people who work in these buildings are public school employees. They are teachers, they are ESPs, they are food service and custodial. They deserve the same rights and respects and protections that a traditional teacher would have in a traditional public school. Secondly, the charters tend to have lower contracts or no contract than the traditional public schools. And when we reach the collective bargaining table, we don't want the traditional public schools to be in jeopardy of lower contracts because the board's negotiator can say, well, look at what the charter's doing down the street from you. They don't have your salaries. They don't have benefits. Why can't you do that? And in reality, it's because those teachers are largely being taken advantage of. And if that is allowed to continue in public charters, it's simply a matter of time before it permeates into the traditional public. Very interesting, uh, interesting point of view there, Jamie, um, you're sharing. And, uh, you know, how does this change the, you know, on, on a macro level, um, how does this change the conversation? Um, how does it improve public education, bring, bringing these charter schools that are unorganized um, into NJEA? It improves public education through the fact that by holding these schools accountable through NJEA, we ensure that the teachers in these schools are licensed professionals. We ensure that there are resources available for these teachers, such as professional development offered by the NJEA, the FAST, the PRIDE programs that can provide resources that may not be in place, but can be put in place through the union, as well as our public charter members work group that ensures that the locals that are organized for NJA can come together to share ideas on how to improve the education in their own respective buildings. Thanks, Jamie. Um, this is very helpful. This is very, very interesting to provide some perspective and lay a little groundwork before we get into our interview with a colleague of yours, a member of yours, uh, Willis Dunbar, which we will do shortly. Uh, Jamie, any, anything you'd like to add that maybe uh, we didn't talk about um, as kind of a final thought? Sure. I'd, I'd say it's important to continue our work of organizing the New Jersey charter schools that are in place, while at the same time holding them incredibly accountable. It's important that these are public schools that remain public for every student in the state of New Jersey, but they also have to be held accountable to the same laws and the same standards that are put forward for the traditional publics. When you have two separate systems, it allows two separate classes of student and teacher. And we want to see them held to the exact same standards that the traditional publics are held to. Because when it comes down to it, 
you look at NJA organizing locals, we're fighting for working conditions. But one thing to remember is the teachers and the ESP staff's working conditions are the students' learning conditions, and they are inseparable. So as we fight for working conditions in New Jersey's public schools, whether they're traditional uh, district schools or they are public charter schools, they are one and the same. We are fighting for our members who are the public education system in New Jersey. Thank, thanks again, Jamie. Um, really interesting stuff. And Jamie, if our listeners have any questions, uh, is there a way that they can get a hold of you? Uh, do you have a Twitter or maybe an email you just want to put out there? Sure. If they'd like to get a hold of me, I am jvalente at njea.org. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us today. And Jim, there's a lot of great things that we can learn, especially from our, you know, I guess you would say brothers and sisters working at the public charter schools. Um, you know, we're all here for the same reason, right? We're all here to work with students. We're all here to help each other. And, you know, it, it's amazing what happens when we just kind of look to the left and look to the right and see all the other opportunities that are out there for education in the state of New Jersey. And Jim, our next guest and also a member of the Teaneck Community Charter Education Association is Willis Dunbar. What can you tell us a little bit about Willis? Oh, Jeff, Willis is a fifth and sixth grade social studies teacher. Uh, he's got 11 years experience currently at the Teaneck uh, Community Charter School. And he's really here to share, um, you know, I got talking with Willis a couple months back at an NJA conference, our winter leadership conference, and he he started telling me all about this program that he calls JUMP, which stands for Junior Uplift Mentorship Program, uh, a mentoring program for his students. And he, his colleagues, and his students' parents have seen incredible results from this mentorship uh, program. I am so looking forward to hearing all about that. Let's bring him on now. Willis, how are you today? Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here with uh, you guys and, and discuss um, how we can improve the the lives of our students. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the JUMP program. How did it start, and what does JUMP stand for? Um, JUMP stands for Junior Uplift Mentorship Program. Um, it was originally started because I started to do research on the disparity between uh, the the Latino and kids of African descent compared to the Caucasian um, student population. And it was really interesting to me um, because I don't, we don't work at a school that is like a, a Newark or Patterson or inner city school. We work at a school that has a different um, socioeconomic uh, makeup. So I, I found that we had the same problems as a, as a traditional inner city school. So I started to do more research. I, I read a book um, by David C. Banks um, called Soar. Um, and he kind of goes through how he started his um, Eagle Academy. And I started to, to, and I started to do more research on the achievement gap and, and start to realize that this is a problem that needs to be addressed um, even at the TNEC community's charter school, even at a school like TNEC. That's extremely diverse. Willis, before we go any farther, uh, you've mentioned the achievement gap as part of the inspiration for bringing this program. Uh, you know, we hear that term term thrown around a lot. Uh, what exactly is this uh, achievement gap that we hear about? Um, 
if if I were to break it down in uh, layman's terms, I would basically say that when it comes to academics, um, kids that are of Latino descent and kids that are, and I want to say African descent because you have the African Americans, you have the Caribbeans, and you also have kids that parents are from Africa. So you have different groups that have been struggling academically and even with behavior. So I think there's a disconnect with those students that um, that is hard to address because these issues go beyond the classroom. These issues are issues that are, like I said earlier, are socioeconomic. And, um, and, and they're things that, like I said, go beyond the classroom, things that are are um, say for instance, you have you have a student that um, is struggling at home. If you're struggling at home, it's going to be hard for you to focus in the classroom. If you have a one parent um, household, it's going to be harder for you for your parents to be able to make sure that you stay on whatever assignment that you have to do for that day, that week, that month. So it's just um, basic things that we're dealing with with our society. And I think that a lot of times teachers um, hold a lot of that responsibility. But I think it's something that a community should share. And that's what the JUMP program is all about, just kind of spreading out that responsibility and letting everyone know that our students are for all of us, not just teachers, not just the parents, not just the administrators. Um, the community really needs to get involved and figure out a way to make sure that um, all of these students reach their highest potential. And that's what this program right. is about. Right. That's what it's all about. Um, improving the potential of your students and closing that gap, um, which, which this uh, jump program, um, you know, has done. So uh, why don't you give us and an break down for us um, the jump program? Uh, what do you normally say to your students to parents, to your colleagues, when you jump into uh, describing it, um, when I jump into describing it, I basically it's a it's a holistic program aimed to cultivate and develop students, um, and help to help them to focus and be motivated. Um, it helps them to develop themselves and to create their own identity and path. So it's all about finding who they are as individuals and figuring out what what's going to force them, what's going to encourage them to want to learn. To be lifelong learners because it's learning is something that that you have to it's 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 something that has to burn within you and you have to want to do it we can't a teacher cannot force a student to learn a student has to want to learn when a student understands the reason and and they're motivated to learn that's when they're going to really want to learn and they're going to go beyond your homework assignment they're going to go beyond that project that you that you have assigned so it's about finding a way to connect with the student and figure out what that individual student needs to create that spark. It's really great, great, great goals there. Um, so, so a little more detail about the program. Is it, um, you know, some after school activities? Is it um, well, some well, some assignments to do at home or in the community? Um, could could you go into a little bit there? Okay, so it's basically broke down. We have the year-round program, and we also have the summer program. Um, the year-round program, we meet every once a week, um, and we also meet once a month. Once a week, we meet, and we'll usually do, we'll start with meditation. 
Um, we'll do like we'll do maybe 30 minutes of of a physical activity, and then we'll come inside and we'll do a reflection, an activity, a team building activity, a character um, building activity, and then I'll I'll sit down with them and we'll discuss how they're doing academically and how they're doing with their behavior. So it's a it's it's kind of helping them figure out um, how to develop their mind, body, and soul because we have the physical activity, we have the we have the meditation. We have, I, I make sure that they, that they're focused on the academics. I'm helping like a, a bunch of students right now with their exit requirements that they have. So I'm basically, um, I basically, I'll, I'll talk to parents, I'll talk to the administrators and I'll talk to the teachers and I figure out what these students need. And I, I try to make sure I, I get them the tools that, that they need for, for the, that, um, for whatever project, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I'll make sure that they have what they need. Really great. So, oh, so, um, so you, you mentioned uh, year round and in the summer, once a month. Is is it after school it's held that they, they come to you after school or is it on a weekend? Uh, how, how does that work? I can, uh, I usually, we have them when I have the, when we do the once a week, it's from three to five thirty, And then when we do we do a monthly outreach. We did, we did um, this thing. We, we did an event called hashtag lunch bag and that's open to the whole community. We, we create, we made over, we, we made over 900 lunches for um, the Newark YMCA. Um, we also went to, uh, we went to the Harvard club and we, and we talked with uh, a lot of the um, minority Harvard alumni students, and they talk to the students about their journey. So we do different, we'll do a monthly activity, either outreach or, or enrichment um, to help them just expand their minds and, and understand that it's bigger than Teaneck or um, whatever they're going through at that time. And, and Willis, we're talking fifth and sixth graders here. Uh, approximately how many students do you have in the program? Well, I actually have students that are that range from fifth to eighth grade um and i have 20 kids in the program so 20 kids in the program after school with you uh one day a week from three to five thirty you have structured activities on the mind body and soul and then uh once a month you do some charitable outreach this is um really great stuff and and when when you build that for our listeners out there who are hearing this and maybe thinking this is something they want to try. Um, how do you build that after school piece? Um, how how do you put that all, all all together for the students? Well, I, I think it's, it's it's basically like like have a, a curriculum, um, but with the but it it would be a little bit different because I'm really trying to focus on each individual student and their needs, which is something that. As teachers, educators, parents, we should be making sure that we focus on those specific needs of every single student. So a student may need more help with um, with behavior issue. A student might need they, they may need more help with their academics. Um, they might have problems with with reading or or, or writing or math. So I w- I would go to these. Um, teachers and sit down with them and figure out what's going on and, and try to get them the resources. We also, I, I neglected to say, we also have um, incorporated a two-day 
uh, tutoring program, which I collaborated with a program that was already already existing. Um, so we do we do Tuesdays and Thursdays. We do a tutoring program, like a study hall. So they have the opportunity to come in and and um, get that extra help that they need, because sometimes they're going home to they're going home by themselves and they don't have someone to sit down and 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 help them with their homework. So if they have someone there to assist them with their homework, it makes things a lot a lot easier and and and, and it's easier to hold um, these students accountable because you, you you have to give these students structured time and supervised time. They're, a lot of this there you have this you might have 10 20 percent of students that are able to go and do um their homework or whatever work they need to do on their own but a lot of students they need that extra support and just you being there just your presence it it um it helps them it, it encourages them and that makes them want to do better really great uh willis and it it's coming together uh now it's it's very extensive um with the tuesday and thursday tutoring and and you mentioned twenty students are involved. Do the students get picked for it, or do they sign up for it? How does how does that work? Um, the students are are picked based on teacher um, teachers will teachers will um, will pick what students they feel um, need that extra help. And I will talk to administrators. I'll talk to teachers, and then I'll go ahead and I'll talk to the parents. So, Great. It's so based on it's usually based on their needs. We'll look we'll pull up some of their some of their scores, their grades, um, their behavior, and then we'll 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 sit down with teachers and, and, and administration and we'll figure out who needs the that extra help. Great, great. So the students are nominated based on need and uh, it goes to the the students who can benefit the most from it. Uh Willis, it sounds amazing and uh you know, if if I'm out there listening, it 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 it's so extensive what you've described to us um, in in seven or ten minutes here. Um, it it may feel a little overwhelming to start something like this. So how would you how would you um, you know encourage someone to try to get something like this off the ground? You know how how did you get this going um, in in your school? Um, I. I started out. I started out small. A lot of a lot of the components that that were added, especially the tutoring program, um, we're about to add a a, 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 a financial literacy um, element to the program. Uh, we're going to also add a community element where we have local businesses sponsor specific student sponsor our students, um, and based on their behavior and academic performance they can receive um, different incentives. So a lot of, it's a, it's a, it's a process. So it's, it, you have to start with the bare bones and then you, you work from there and you're always accessing um, what works, what doesn't work. And um, you, you can just, you could just build from there, but it's just starting is, is, is how you make that happen. You, you have to start it and then you can work it out from there and figure out, you have to figure out what those, what your students need, because I can't really sit here and say, Oh, you should do X, Y, and Z because you might be working with a different um, demo that need different services, need different. I, I and that's the thing. I I think that's sometimes wrong with education. We we try to just just say, oh, we're going to use this. We're going to use this formula. We're going to use this process. We're going to use. 
we're going to use whatever is popular at the time, but it's not about what's popular. It's not about what uh, authors selling a book. It's about the students that we have in the classroom. And you have to be able to study the students that are in the classroom and, and figure out what they need. And you have to be sensitive to what they like. If you if you have a bunch of students that like rock music, maybe you need to make your curriculum folk. Um, maybe you need to make all your your um, curriculum rock music. Like maybe you can find a way to collaborate with the music teacher and music teacher and the social studies teacher can collaborate and and you can put something together. If you have a, a demographic that like hip hop, maybe you need to start listening to hip hop songs and be able to um, take some of those songs and 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 change them around so they can. Uh, memorize some of their schoolwork. So I think it's just about figuring out what your students need, and then from those needs, figuring out how you want to structure um, the program. But I think that if you had maybe, if you're doing something at least once a week, you're doing like a community outreach once a month, um, you have a summer element, and the, and the programs after school at the time where they are more apt to get in trouble or not do their work or whatever the case may be. Those are, those are, I think those are, um, those are important things to incorporate, making sure that that idle time between when they're, when they go home and when their parents go home, you cover that time, uh, making sure that they have, um, that they have assisted um, study study and homework time with you. Um, making sure they, they have a physical, that they have a physical element. I think a lot of times we have gym, but I think a, that physical element, it helps your, it also helps your mind. It help, helps to discipline your mind. I have a lot of students that can barely do a pushup. So, you know, those are, these are things, these are simple things that, that um, I think that people take for granted. I think some teachers that might have had both parents in the home that might have had a great upbringing or that the parents that really focused and, and paid attention to the things that they need, I think that they kind of neglect and they kind of not neglect, but they kind of um, they don't think about these things that some students might not have at the home. And I think these are things that if it's not home, we need to provide it. Willis, uh, wow, what what uh, you were on a roll there. A lot of great uh, gems in that little uh, dialogue there from you. And, and I pictured as you were talking, these fads, as you said, that are kind of floating around and come down to us from above, but you have found where the real need is because you're connected to your students, you're listening to your students and you've developed a program that treats them, uh, specifically where they're at. Uh, the, the once, uh, once a week activity around mind, body, and soul, meditation, physical activities, team building, then the tutorings worked in there. Uh, really great stuff, Willis. And and what what have the results been? So, you know, you've you've well well, first of all, how how long have, have you done this program? I don't know if you really oh, got is, into this that. This is the first year of the program, so we're still assessing and right. uh, and getting a lot of the results, but we've had a decrease in in in, in behavior issues. We've had improvements with academics, but at this point, we're still really figure. We're, we're still looking at, uh, you know, the the stats as we, you know, as you might say. But this is the so so you won't we're, yeah. We're you, just closing the first year. Yeah, the summer program, and we're we're about to close the first year. So this is the first year of the program. Wow. So so you had when I when we met, um, we met in. 
maybe uh, January. This had only been off the ground a couple months, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. been it's been a few more months since. And uh, I'm sure you'll you'll take some time over the summer to look look at how things are going and 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 make some changes. Have there been any um, reactions from parents you'd you'd like to share? Um, the the parents are very very extremely supportive. They've been involved in a lot of the activity activities that we've done. Um, with all the hashtag lunch bags, I think that's something that that if if uh, if there are teachers that want to do that do something community related, hashtag lunch bag is something that is nationwide. You can set up you can set up a hashtag lunch bag at your school if you want to. Um, you basically just sit that you sit there and you and you make and you create assembly line and you make lunches and you can give it out to to the poor. That really helps kids understand um that they need to help other people um i got off topic i forgot i forgot what the question was (laughs) well that's quite all right it was uh it was uh reactions from parents and uh oh oh, okay no the, the the reactions i have such a uh put it this way the parents they text message me after school like I'm like uh, a extra. I'm like a cousin or uncle or something. So wow! So yeah, so I, I I would have to sit down and 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 really, really like focus on what the reaction, like write down the reactions because we have a lot of. I'm I'm so involved with these students and with these teachers and with these parents that. Yeah, I, I guess I don't miss the Mr. V's around all the time. Like I'm always around the, the parents. The parents call me all the time. I told yeah. I've been working there from the age of 20 and now I'm 34. So I've kind of grown up in the school. I'm a jump boy myself. And uh wow, that that's really great. And uh I, I think it, it speaks to the program that when you get that question, it's not like you have emails saved in your computer, testimonials collected. No, you've got a real deep connection with the school community, with the parents, um, that uh, it's just second nature for you. Um, yeah, that's like asking me, uh, yep. what, my, what's my parents' reaction to... <laughs> like, I, I, would have yeah. to, I would have to sit there, I would have to have, have them write that down, and I don't think my parents would even do that. <laughs> so... So, so Jamie, this, um, excuse me, uh, Willis, this has been a really great conversation, just a lot to think about. And, uh, if, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, um, and talk a little more about project jump and how they can, uh, can adapt it for, for their school and their students, do you have a, uh, an email you'd like to share? Well, before I do that, can I, can I say, can I say something? I just wanted to, I just wanted to, um, say that first of all, this is, I work with amazing faculty and staff that are very supportive. My community is very supportive. The teachers are very supportive. You see me and uh, Mr. V are here right now. He's He's been very supportive. He does an excellent job with the theater um, program. Um, and I think that adds a lot of character to our school. Uh, I want to just thank, um, not thank, but I just want to, I just want to share this light with, Mr. Gallo, he's he's uh, he's our lead. Uh, Miss Torres, she's our vice president. President, um, we're working on the Jump Girls for next year. Uh, Miss 
Sonia is going to be um, spearheading that. Uh, who else? Uh, Miss Miss Tavares. She's 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 the president of the board. She's been very supportive of, of the Jump program. She's been um, she's encouraged us to to um, make the improvements, and 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 she's she's been extremely supportive. And we've also have collaborated with um, another another program called uh, Cool Boys Read. And we'll be doing a program on June not, June 11th. We'll be doing a program with Kevin Powell. It's going to be an open dialogue. So that would be a great opportunity for people to come out and and just um, see what we're all about. And it, yeah, it's definitely, I, I definitely, I have a problem with making it just about me because it's really not. It's a community. I'm just, I'm just happy to just speak for the community at the time. But um, yeah. That's basically what I want to say. And if they wanted to reach, if they want to reach out to me, they can reach out to me um, at wdunbar at tccsnj.org. Well, it's re- really great stuff there. Um, and and you mentioned, um, you know, you one of the people you thank there, uh, your vice president of your local association, and, and Jamie Valenti is on the show with us uh, here, uh, your local president. So. I guess as a final thought, with you being a, a new NJA affiliate, a new NJA member, um, could you maybe give us a piece about what is the what what is the value of becoming an NJA member, and what has it done for you, and your school, and your students? Well, I'm I'm an associate representative for the upper school teachers, so I'm involved in the union. Actually, Mr. V has been very, very much involved in getting um, the teenage community charter school involved not only has he helped us um get our contracts together but he's also will have we'll go to one of the conferences with like seven or eight people then we'll be there for the weekend <laughs> so i really have been able to see um education from a different perspective from being involved in the union there's a lot of resources and and there's a lot of um relationship building opportunities that come from being part of a union. And you're not just isolated in that space in the TNET community charter school. Um, we have the opportunity to build it. And I really think that we, as educators, I, I'm i not, I'm very, I'm not politically correct. So I don't really, yeah, he is, he's, <laughs> I, I don't see the difference between a charter school and a public school. If we're educating our students, I don't care about the charter school, public school. I care about our students. We have the same students, like the kids that go to school in Teaneck, the public school, the regular traditional public school, and the kids that go to school at the TCC at TCCS. They go to the same basketball court. They go to the same libraries. They're going to go to the same high educating them and making sure that they have the resources that they need to have. So I, I just think that this is an opportunity for us to connect and make sure that the students have the things that they need. I don't care about charter. I don't care about public school. I care about our students. It's all about the students. So, Willis, uh, on behalf of Jeff, uh, thank you so much for coming on the Jersey Educator Podcast, and we will look to hear more from you and more from the JUMP program. So thank, thank you so much. Thank you.
Jim, those were two amazing interviews that were going on. I, I want to again say thank you very much to Jamie and Willis from the TNEC Community Charter Education Association. I got to tell you, I really wasn't aware that the NJEA and charter schools went together. I learned a lot out of that interview. What did you learn? Jeff, I also uh, found it very interesting. It was great to hear Jamie's perspective um, as a local association president who, you know, we started working at the TNEC Community Charter. There was no association. There was was no contract, um, no negotiated uh, anything. And he built that with his members uh, from the ground up. So it was great to hear from him. And then the mentoring program, um, I was really interested to hear about approach, you know, mind, body, and soul, um, putting all that together for the students with the, um, the, the tutoring, with the charitable actions once a month, very extensive thing there. But uh, like, Willis said um, the key is just to get started and uh, make it your own. So uh, it was great. And, you know, Jim, before we wrap up here, I want to give one more shout out and a big hello to Gabe, who was on our show last week. He did an amazing show for us all about finances, financial literacy. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check out that podcast, that's the Jersey Educator podcast, episode number 10. Um, We've gotten a lot of good reviews out of that one, um, Jim. And I I certainly want to again say thank you to Gabe for stopping by that show and uh, giving us a, a, a wealth of information all on our finances. It is amazing how much we learn each and every week from doing this podcast. Jim, one more time, where can we get a hold of us, and how can we uh, say thank you for this podcast if you're out there listening? Oh, absolutely, Jeff. You can find us um, njea.org slash podcast is where our shows live, along with iTunes. Um, Please uh, search for us on iTunes. Make us part of your podcast feed. Make us part of your commute. Uh, Please subscribe to us, and even feel free to leave a comment. And uh, if you have some ideas for the show, you'd, you'd like to recommend some guests for the show, maybe even yourself, uh, write to us at podcast at njea.org. My name is Jeff Bradbury. You can find me over at teachercast.net. Jim, where can we find you? Oh, Jeff, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Boyce in the Hood, or just find me on Facebook as uh, myself. Jim Boyce. Nice. And thank you again out there for checking out our show and making the Jersey Educator your home for professional development. On behalf of everybody here at the NJEA, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Saying thank you so much for joining us today. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.